0: There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to, America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, under God. indivisible, with liberty, with liberty and, justice and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Christian Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, k r i s a n n e h a l l dot com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I've had lots of requests uh, from the other day's show to reprint the article that I wrote. Back in 2011, on the articles of impeachment, or, or uh, sorry, the grounds of impeachment for uh, Barack Obama. And I'm going to try to get to that this week so we can uh, republish that so you can have that back in your coffers as evidence of the hypocrisy of our Congress today, of the political pundits and the wonks. You know, these, I am just still. I'm just still laughing on the inside at that article written by the former Daryl Issa employee, political GOP wonk, who has somehow drawn some kind of a distinction. It's it's, it's a... it's a psychological phenomenon, isn't it? Something about memories and the past and, and how you remember good things and you forget the bad things. And it, it's just kind of the way our memory works. So, so maybe this, maybe this dude's just, Got a memory problem, and he doesn't realize or, or he doesn't remember how much Barack Obama and his administration just simply ran over Congress without Congress doing anything at all. So, like I said, I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have that up there for you this week. Uh, and uh, we are in New York now. Well, I am in New York now. <laughs> J.C. and Colton are on their way. They are flying right now. Man, are their arms tired. Ha ha, brom bam That was terrible. Sorry about that. <laughs> so uh, tomorrow, Lord willing, J.C. will be back on the air with us. But today I've got a pretty good f- full show for us today, and I want to talk about first uh, due process. You know, it's, it's a really big deal for me due process, and this one is the Roger Stone case. Um, you know from our our report on the Mueller report and how it was redacted, everything that had to do with Roger Stone was redacted out of the Mueller report because it's an ongoing uh, criminal prosecution. Well, the Attorneys for Roger Stone have a copy of the redacted Mueller report. And they say, okay, well, we need an unredacted copy of the Mueller report. Uh, At least you have to give us the Mueller report with the Roger Stone material unredacted. Now, this is basic criminal procedure stuff. It's called discovery. There's a, a famous Supreme Court case, Brady versus Maryland. You have to actually give every piece of evidence that you have that has to do with the defendant. Especially esculpatory okay? Now, they can't deny that they have this evidence. They can't deny it. They can't Deny that this report has stuff redacted in it about the investigation for Robert, Roger Stone. And their, his attorneys want to be able to view the full report so they can prepare for trial. This Mueller report is the summary of the investigation that brought about the indictment Of Roger Stone this is the investigation in criminal procedure there's very few pieces of evidence that would be as important as the information that comes from the chief counsel on an investigation that brings about the criminal charges of your defendant but this is how Due process does not work in the federal government. Because the Department of Justice makes their own rules. And it's regardless of whose administration. Because these people, these people who have been employed by the Department of Justice a whole lot longer than Donald Trump has been president. A whole lot longer than Barack Obama was president. These people have been living above the law for so long that they actually believe that they are operating within the law. And here's the thing. Every time they are not corrected or chastised, every time... A federal court supports something that they've done. Every time the Supreme Court gives them a centimeter of latitude, it justifies a myriad of unchecked behaviors that were never even before the purview of court. I mean, I, I, just a small fraction of what these agencies and their agents do actually fall under the review of the court. But that doesn't make their actions any more acceptable, any more constitutional, any more lawful just because someone in power has never told them no. This is the problem that we have with the federal government engaging in these law enforcement activities. They're not supposed to be in these activities. As a matter of fact, if we get there in the show today, we're actually going to hear from James Madison, who is going to warn us in 1792 about allowing the federal government to be involved in matters of police. This is an issue... That should never be in the, the federal government's jurisdiction. This, this whole thing is out of control. And the thing is is that you have these people who, are, who, who have invested everything into this report. It's not going to go away. It is nauseatingly uh, ubiquitous in the news. And it will not go away because these people have invested so much political capital in it. They can't let it go. And so you have to have people like Roger Stone who become the scapegoats, who become the justification for these things. Because you have to be able to justify the political capital that they've laid in this. But this, I'm telling you, this is not just political theater. The consequences of this political theater are going to be devastating, have been devastating to liberty, have been devastating to liberty. The mechanisms by which our federal government has been allowed to trample, I don't even, bulldoze over the rights of individuals in the name of politics and in investigation and, and, and partisan hatred and division and factions ought to make the American people tremble in their seats. I see people on both sides of the rail on all sides. I mean, there's more than two sides of this rail, right? You've got the the libertarian faction of the rail. You've got the the uh, GOP faction of the rail. You've got the DNC faction of the rail. You've got the democratic socialist faction of the rail. You've got the, um, uh, what is it, the, the independent I hate Trump faction of the rail. You've got the Trump sycophant. I mean, there's so many different perspectives and none of them seem to be concerned about due process but the but the latitude the latitude that we give to the federal government to achieve their intended goals will be the sword that comes against us against us you know, thomas paine said that if we are to preserve our own liberty we must guard even the liberty of our enemy because the sword that you pull out to cut down and slay that one you do not like will be the very same sword used against you when the tides turn or the political climate changes or you've said something that somebody doesn't like you see, Jonathan Kravis is an assistant U.S. attorney in this Stone case and says the government has no obligation to provide information the information Stone seeks. That's a very, very interesting assessment of the rules of due process. The government has no obligation to provide Stone and his attorney's With the very information about the investigation of Stone. I don't even know how an attorney can say that out loud and not be immediately disbarred. Not be immediately under investigation themselves. I don't know how a judge can't immediately hear a statement like that, bang a gavel, and say request granted, Uh, prosecution overruled. Listen to what he says. He says prosecutors have already given Stone sufficient information. Are you kidding me? That is not the standard for discovery of prosecution. Oh, no, 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 we don't have to give you any more. We feel like we've already given you sufficient information to proceed with the defense in your case. Great. Fantastic. Now the federal government and its prosecutors believe that they are judge and jury and executioner and they now determine the proper sufficient evidence for a defense. Liberty's lobbyist, Chris Ann Hall, has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. going to jump right back into this Roger Stone thing, because this thing ticks me off. Look, I was a prosecutor for, for a decade. This was my job. And I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, when I was in law school, I never wanted to do anything else. This was my job. I believed in the higher calling. I believed that we were prosecutors, defenders of the people's rights, their liberties, and their properties. We were not persecutors. I trained the attorneys under me. You are in a very important and unique and powerful position. These are people's lives. We do not take this for granted. And we do not bring charges unless we are confident, beyond a reasonable doubt, not something we might be able to prove along the way, but beyond a reasonable doubt that there is a crime that has been committed and that crime can be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. And now I see people like Jonathan Kravis, assistant U.S. attorney. I am so upset over this. I'm actually gonna call the US attorney's office and leave Kravis a voicemail because I'm sure I'm not gonna be able to talk to him. He is an absolute disgrace to the name of the of the noble field. And I know there are some people who out there who 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 don't want prosecutors who don't like laws i'm I'm sorry i do not agree with you until men are angels we need certain laws now we don't need a u.s attorney's office to the extent that we have one but a prosecutor is a prosecutor nonetheless and this man is 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 a is a disgusting example of everything that is wrong with the justice system in America. Because there are prosecutors on the state level who think just like he does. And to have the audacity to say this out loud, on the record, and then not even to be chastised for it, is so offensive to everything that is, that is liberty in me. He says, prosecutors have already given Stone significant information, including grand jury testimony and material that may be favorable to his defense. Mr. Kravis, it is not your job to determine what is sufficient in a defense and what is not. It is your job to turn over every piece of evidence that you have, period. You don't get to choose. You are not the king, nor are you the dictator. You are not the judge. You are not the king. And we ought to be all upset about this because this is the standard that's being set. Shifting now to New York and the NRA. The New York, Donald Trump says, is illegally targeting the NRA. He says in a tweet um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, the NRA is under siege by Cuomo and the New York State AG who are illegally using the state's legal apparatus to take down and destroy this very important organization and others. It must get its act together quickly, stop the internal fighting, and get back to greatness fast. Okay. Okay. Point number one, this is none of Donald Trump's business. This is a matter of the state of New York and a private nonprofit corporation. Donald Trump needs to keep his business and his nose out of the internal orders and affairs of the states. And he needs to be very careful when he's talking about whether a state is operating legally or illegally or not. Now, I am not saying, do n- I, I, I know my Trump calls them, J.C. calls them Trump Jesus people are very upset with me right now, but let's be very clear. This is not an anti-Trump statement. This is a presidential power statement. And Donald Trump needs to know his place in the presidential order of things. This is none of his business. Number one. Number two. How how is the how is New York bringing these charge uh, bringing this investigation? They're not bringing charges; they're bringing an investigation. Well, the NRA has internal allegations of financial improprieties as a nonprofit status with presence in the state of New York. The NRA announced it's investigating. I'm sorry, the Attorney General's Office of New York has announced it's investigating their nonprofit status based on the NRA's internal allegations. If you can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security. Principle over party. Truth over your favorite personality. The most excellent constitutional education that you can find at com. We have a new course coming out very soon. Who are the militia? I'm very excited about this. My research in this has has... Has, has made me excited about this class. So I cannot wait to see the final production of this, and I'm very excited about it. I want to know, those of you at Liberty First University, how, how have you liked the current events class that we have, the new, the new uh, series of classes, Learning from Current Events, and we had uh, our first Learning from Current Events class was on uh, the power of national emergency in the federal government. So let me know, drop me a line, tell me what you think about the current events classes. And by the way, Liberty First University students, if you have a current event issue that's really that you're really interested in and you'd like to see an LFU class taught on that current event, drop us a line. Let us know. I love hearing from you. I love, I love getting the feedback. I love having your input and I love doing the current event classes. They're my favorite. So let's jump right into this NRA thing. So the NRA, uh, the NRA is in the midst of a turmoil within its organization. The NRA uh, ousted Oliver North as president, and it brought about a public dispute between the North, between Oliver North and the NRA chief executive Wayne Lapierre. And North reported he was forced out because he alleged financial improprieties. Now you have the NRA president, Oliver North, publicly stating that the NRA, he believes, has engaged in financial impri- impropri- improprieties. Improprieties. <laughs> they are a nonprofit corporation that is probably one of the, the biggest. And worst things of allegations that you can bring against a nonprofit, financial improprieties. So, in this announcement made internally by the NRA over the weekend, the New York Attorney General announced wait a minute, we have internal allegations of the NRA. The president, alleged, a president of the NRA, alleging that NRA has been engaging in financial improprieties, we are going to be doing an investigation in the NRA's nonprofit status, and we will be subpoenaing subpoenaing their financial records. This is well within the authority of a state attorney general, well within the authority. I think where we we miss the track here is the IRS is well outside its authority in granting nonprofit status. The, uh, The IRS shouldn't be involved in these private corporate affairs. There shouldn't be an IRS granting nonprofit status. The states do that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people don't know the states, w- when you incorporate as a nonprofit, you don't incorporate as a federal nonprofit. You incorporate as a nonprofit of your state, and then you file for 501c3 status or C4 or whatever you are with the IRS and it is well within the authority of a state attorney general i'm saying it's within the duty of the state attorney general to investigate in financial impropriety of a nonprofit corporation operating within their state so the thing that's illegal and out of line here is the IRS Not the New York Attorney General. Now, here's the problem. Let me repeat this one more time, just in summary. There is nothing illegal about the New York Attorney General investigating financial impropriety that's been alleged by a private corporation upon itself. The president is saying this nonprofit corporation has engaged in illegal our financial improprieties, I guess he didn't use the word illegal, but he means the same thing. And it's well within the New York AG's jurisdiction to do this, as the NRA operates within their state. So, what's the problem? The problem is the over-politicization, politicization, oh my goodness, the over-politicization, <laughs> I should have practiced that word before we started, the over-politicization over-politici- of, uh, of, of of the way our judicial system works. We have no faith in the judicial system. By the, by the way, the AG doing an investigation is part of the judicial system in case we, we've missed that somewhere. But here's the problem. New York has not operated fairly. The New York Attorney General has not operated fairly. And if it is discovered that they are actually using politics to destroy a nonprofit organization for political reasons, now we got big problems with the NRA. But I'm thinking it's going to be really hard to show that part of it considering the president of the NRA has alleged improprieties within the NRA and I have a for those of you who are watching us on Twitter I have all of this on Twitter listen to me for those of you watching me on YouTube I have all of this up so you can go and read parts of the articles everything is up there but for 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 those who who are um you know, the, the haters of the ACLU and think the ACLU ne- never does anything and get angry at me when I refer to the ACLU. Let me just mention that the ACLU has filed a brief on behalf of the NRA that said that uh, New York, quote, this is the ACLU's brief, quote, Indisputably targeted the NRA and similar groups Based on their gun promotion advocacy This was a a brief last year About the NRA and New York So we know that the New York government Has an agenda against the NRA We also know the ACLU has stood up for the NRA Against this agenda But I don't know. I don't know if you can apply that agenda here. And it's going to be very, very difficult to apply that agenda here. Given the internal statements of Oliver North, former president. I guess, well, maybe he's even the current president. He's not running. He's not going to be selected again. Of the NRA. This is is not a hill you want to die on, guys. This is not... Principle over party and truth over personality to attack the New York attorney general over this one. So now I want to get finally into the story. I can't believe this. I'm going to get to all the stories today <laughs> that I that I prepared. So let me summarize because I'm trying to get in the habit of doing this. Let me summarize. The attorney general of the state is well within its legal authority and has a duty to investigate financial impropriety of a non-profit organization operating within their state. This is not an illegal action. In spite of their targeting before, I mean, they might be gleefully, you know, wringing their hands. Woohoo! Ha! Evil scientists laugh in the background. We get them now! Ha! But this is not. This is not illegal. And they haven't brought any charges yet. So let them investigate. It's their job. So now I want to talk about this idea of the infrastructure. Okay? I am moving these things around on, on uh, YouTube because I my screen got a little bit small. But published today, uh, Trump and Democrats agreed to a $2 trillion is needed for infrastructure, Chuck Schumer says. The key points in this agreement are that President Donald Trump and the leading Democrat lawmakers agreed to a plan to overhaul the U.S. infrastructure, and that that overhaul would need $2 trillion. Schumer says... There was goodwill in this meeting between the White House and the Democrats. And ahead of the meeting, House Democrats unveiled an infrastructure roadmap saying the majority of funding should come from the federal government. This is where you, where, where the, you know, I I fall off the rails with Donald Trump again. We are not this kind of government. It is not the job of the federal government to fund the internal operations, the improvement and the prosperity of the states. It is not the job of the federal government. And it's certainly not the job of the federal government to the tune of $2 trillion Chuck Schumer says, We agreed on a number, which was very, very good. I, please, somebody, I'm, I, am, I am not your economics person. So I'll be the first one to admit I am not your economics person. But somebody, because I, I have a household, I buy groceries, I pay bills. How can you agree on a number when you don't even have a plan? How can you agree? on a number when you haven't even agreed on what you're doing. Because it's not your money. It's real easy to spend two trillion dollars when it doesn't cost you a single dime. Can you imagine if you ran your household budget the way our federal government spends our money? It's not possible. It's financially inconceivable. It is irresponsible and immoral. And this infrastructure thing is just another excuse for big spending and big government on both sides of the political track. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal for our last segment. Let me mention to you, highlighted t-shirt this week at Liberty First Gear is the Freedom Plus Morality Equals Liberty t-shirt with an amazing quote from Thomas Jefferson. This show just highlights this very principle because we have lost morality in government, liberty is being sacrificed. You know, a lot of people use this quote from uh, John Adams that uh, our our Constitution is for a moral and religious people alone; it is wholly unsuited for any other. What they don't realize is that that Adams was actually addressing government employees at that time and he was saying to them, look, the power that the Constitution allows the federal government to wield, as limited as it is, the power that allows those in the federal government to wield will become a tool of destruction if those people have no morality in government. He even used the analogy as a whale through a net. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening in America. Trump's latest plan prior to Tuesday meeting was aimed to use $200 billion in federal funds to spur a total of $1 trillion in spending from state and local governments as well as private partners, the AP reports. The federal government should have no private partners. The federal government should have no private relationship with any private company. Nancy Pelosi says, our message is let's work together. The American people understand the need to build the infrastructure of our country. Let's find a solution. No, the American people feel the need only because they have been trained wrong. James Madison said in 1792, I sir have always conceived, I believe those who proposed the constitution conceived and it is still more fully known and more material to observe that those who ratified the constitution conceived that this is a this is not an indefinite government but a limited government tied down to specific powers. Then Madison went on in that very same presentation before Congress to tell us what exactly are the consequences if we do not tie the federal government down to these these specific powers. There is no enumeration for the federal government to be funding infrastructure. What about commerce? No, foreign commerce commerce inter not intra inter and that was not about regulating or funding that was about creating an environment that was favorable to the the favorable relationship between the states they were simply supposed to be referees not gatekeepers not construction builders Madison says, if Congress can employ money indefinitely to the general welfare and are the sole and supreme judges of the general welfare, they may take care of religion into their own hands. They may appoint... uh, They may appoint teachers in every state county and parish and pay them out of their public treasury they may take into their own hands the education of children establishing in like manner schools throughout the union do you see this is an absurdity in the eyes of madison that and those who ratified the constitution this is an absurdity that the federal government would be involved in religion or schools he says they may assume provisions for the poor it's absurd to have federal welfare programs They may undertake the regulation of all roads other than post-roads. Your DOT has no business building in the state. That's a state business. He says, in short of everything, from the highest object of state legislation down to the most minute object of police, would be thrown under the power of Congress. For every object I have mentioned would admit the application of money and might be called, if Congress so pleased, the provisions of general welfare. Well, of course they will please to call it the provisions of the general welfare. Of course it will, because where they spend money, they have power over you. They have power to take that money. They have power to hold that money over you in coercion. They have power to hold that money over you to dictate and dictate the tune by which you march in which you live. And that is to the, to the ratifiers of our Constitution was not a power of Congress. It was an absolute absurdity. Sorry, guys. Can't agree with Trump on this one. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.